Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. The fall season and the Mississippi State Fair go together like cookies and milk. It's the one place where deep fried is welcome and one-of-a-kind combinations are up and down the midway. So today we'll talk about your favorite fair foods and even share how you can make a few at home. To join our conversation and share your favorite fair food memories, give us a call. It's one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or you can email the show food at mpbonline.org. This is Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. So the fair starts uh, Wednesday, I think, in Jackson and runs for a couple of weeks. And I know that uh, one of my favorite things is the food. Um, with uh, usually a group of us here at work goes down uh, during lunchtime to uh, sample all the interesting uh, food items. Do also, a little bit more than sample, Kevin. Well. <laughs> <laughs> lunchtime is always a, a favorite time around here. <laughs> yes. Uh, and my, my only uh, issue is, you know, you have to – try to figure out which you know what to get what not to get and i've got several favorites that i try to uh eat each year so i i generally end up going at least a couple of times during lunch but um uh java what about you what what's one of your favorite things uh one of my favorite things actually is um pretty simple like the lemonade yes i don't know i guess it's just freshly squeezed but every year that's like the first thing i go get because you can get the souvenir cup and then get uh you know a discount on your refills and then um I'm, i guess i'm more of a kind of a sweets guy like a funnel cake mm-hmm. uh and uh and things like that i'm cotton candy <laughs> just stuff you don't get all year round you know we could have a poll. One of the debates is is it funnel cakes or elephant ears which is your favorite because i i like them both but to me I like the elephant ears a little bit because they're they're a little bit thinner. Sometimes the funnel cake gets a little doughy for me, but uh, yeah, you can. Uh, I, uh, I think the elephant ears are better for putting the, the toppings on. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I just like I like the funnel cakes um, with uh, just put the little powdered sugar on there. Yep, yep. Mm. And you know the other thing is it's funny because when they the cinnamon roll thing, they always have the guy at the end of the trailer making the cinnamon rolls. And for whatever reason, I could sit there and watch that for <laughs> hours on end. It's just fascinating. You know, he rolls out the dough and he's putting all the butter and the cinnamon and everything in there. So, and those things, man, you need to have a crew with you to eat one of those cinnamon rolls. Oh yeah, that's always like the um, one of the things you get that you know you're going to take home because you, <laughs> that cinnamon roll is just beyond enormous. But one of my favorites, even from when I was like a little kid, because I guess we would go to the fair early in the morning, was the biscuits mm-hmm. and to go to the biscuit booth and uh, and get the, and get the syrup. Put right in the middle of the biscuit. I just that would just blow my mind. Like, why we 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 I hyped up on this sugar early this morning? <laughs> <laughs> That's a way to kick off your day at the fair for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then you got thirty uh, uh, kindergartners running around hyped up on biscuits and syrup. <laughs> So we're going to be talking throughout the day about uh, fair food. So uh, what's your favorite fair food if you're listening this morning? Give us a call and join in on the conversation. I think uh, everybody has probably been to the fair at least one t- one or two times. And, again, it's hard to avoid all the wonderful food that's there because I think that's a big part of the fair experience. So give us a call. Let us know what you enjoy at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can also send an email to food at mpbonline.org. So uh, Deborah just came in and put down one of the most delicious looking pieces of cake I think I've seen in a long time. Wow. That uh, we're going to have to 
uh, dig into that and say, oh, it, man, it's got a double layer of icing between them. <laughs> man, that's looking good. So well, good morning, Deborah. Good morning, doll. Well, that's part of your birthday treat. And, and actually, you got a really, really excellent birthday present out in the hallway. Oh, gosh. So everybody's outside just kind of admiring your birthday present. The cake is just, you know, a segue into that. All right, so this does, I mean, this has got a lot going on here. So, uh, well, you know, Kevin, you and I got a lot going on. Well, thank on, you. <laughs> so uh, tell us, uh, while I sample, as, as people that listen to the show on a regular basis know, <laughs> I sometimes get very silent when the food comes in. So this is, this is called my crazy chocolate cake. And literally, it's crazy. It's got a bite of everything that chocolate lovers would want in a cake. It's super moist. Yes. Um, and we've got uh, two mm. layers. <laughs> wow. Uh, we've got two layers of chocolate. We've got white chocolate. We've got chocolate chocolate. And then in the middle, Kevin, I gave you a nice chocolate mousse with uh, some uh, jam just to give you that over-the-top bite. And then on the outside, I decorated it with some chocolate graham crackers. And then I drizzled this cake in a... Um, and a beautiful, beautiful chocolate frosting. So it's it's everything to me because it's your birthday weekend. I mean, you know, we're going to party like it's you know nineteen ninety nine. Well, thank you. This is really. I mean, and as you, I was taking the first bite of cake, as you said, moist, and that's exactly what hit me because this is really, really delicious. And again, I'm working on my cake game, Kevin. You know, it's it's like um, I really want. You know, to get to a place when people uh, taste my cakes, they could be blindfolded and go, you know, that's her cake. So it's, you know, it's it's been a time coming, but I'm working on the recipe kind of, you know, thank God for my critics, you know, people who point out things and say, you know, that needs to be better. You need to work on that. And um, so hopefully today you're you're enjoying some of the benefits of that, Kevin. That's really good. And again, <clears throat> as always, you it's such a beautiful visual presentation as well. Um, it's almost a shame to eat it. Well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> look, so when we were talking about fair food, I was like, look, I got to take my favorite fair, some food. <laughs> no, no pun intended, but I'm really happy to see you enjoy the cake. So tell me about your birthday. What did you do to celebrate? Um, a friend of mine and I went down to Gulfport for the day uh, and went shopping crazy, went to the outlet mall. Uh, got some stuff. We went. Uh, my friend collects My Little Ponies, so we had to go to every <laughs> Walmart and Target in the uh, Gulf Coast area so that he could see if he could find something to add to his collection. And actually, stopped by his house before we left. And this guy, I mean, it's amazing. His bedroom has—I swear—he's got at least three hundred My Little oh Pony. Oh my figures. gosh! Well, I'm yep. dropping Dakota off at his house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one of her, her, her birthday party was, was, her birthday was in February and her theme was, uh, nope, I was finna tell it the story. It's not, it wasn't My Little Pony. She did the unicorn party. Okay. Yes. Well, this guy. They're he, cousins. <laughs> he likes unicorns as well. So, you know, but the other thing, <clears throat> I give credit to whatever toy company it is that does the My Little Ponies because there are 8 million different, you know, I mean, first of all, there's probably at least 15 different little My, My Little Ponies and then. There's this thing, and then there's dressed up like this, and then there's like this, and there's one where there are little sea ponies, but then there's like three varieties of that. So it, it, it's a, it's, I guess it's good for the company, but it's also good for collectors because it's like you, you can never run out of new things to add to your collection too. So uh, we went to, um, I think it was Felix's Oyster House in Gulfport. Ah. Had a great dinner. Uh, had some uh, fried shrimp and then some um, <clears throat> cinnamon um, bread pudding for dessert. 
So uh, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm last, laughing at Ezra Wall in the hallway. I mean, he's doing a happy dance in the back, <laughs> eating your cake. So it is very very good. Thank so, you. So <clears throat> oh, and also I uh, tried out a recipe. It was a very simple thing, but it turned out to be a good uh, vegetable casserole side dish. Oh. Um, I took some uh, sliced up some zucchini. Some portobello mushrooms and some red onion. You got me already. Seasoned that up, uh, covered it with, um, well, put it in the oven for about 40 minutes. The vegetables got all nice and soft. Then took some cheddar cheese, sprinkled over the top for another 10 minutes or so. So had a delicious cheesy vegetable ah, uh, side dish. So yeah. I was, uh, and I, I can't remember, I found that online and uh, it looked simple enough to do. And then the other thing I thought too was if you wanted to make it a kind of a casserole, you, I thought about possibly adding some ground beef in there or maybe some sort of chicken to kind of make it that. But it was very tasty. I love portobello mushrooms. They got Absolutely. a nice real flavor. And then I like onions, but especially red onions. And so it was really uh, a delicious little – and, you know, the, w- one thing I think I would do a little bit differently, I think I sliced the zucchini a little bit too thick. So I think I, it, they were good, but they were just a little bit firm. So I okay. think if I had done it, done it over again, I would have sliced them just a little bit thinner. But it really turned out good. And, again, that was another one where a lot of color, you know, the cheese, the, the orange cheese and the bright green of the uh, zucchini. I think uh, it was very appealing. It so. sounds like one of those sides that's perfect to serve with anything, whether you're serving your fish or are you doing some baked chicken or you, you know, are you doing a nice steak? It just sounds, and I can see in, you know, in my mind, the visual presentation of all those colors and actually kind of taste it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that was good. And it was very simple to do. Cause like I said, it's basically put them all in there, put some seasoning in there and pop it in the oven. And that's pretty much uh, you're done for it. So going to take a quick break. But before we do, what tell us one of your favorite fair foods. Oh, my gosh. Can I please have an elephant ear when I go to the <laughs> fair, Kevin? I can't wait. Okay, so I'm not, you know, my, I don't go to the fair to eat. I'm still a kid at heart. I want to get on a crazy ride and watch all the people my age standing there going, <laughs> yeah, I don't like you. I mean, it's, it's that whole adventurous thing. It takes me back to being a little girl. You know, you can smell the fair a mile away before you come. Is people being excited from all of the state, you know, and uh, tri-states coming to visit. So it's just being down there with all those people, Kevin. But I want a nice, crispy elephant ear. When you pull it, it's all soft and warm in the middle, that little powdered sugar on top. I can't wait. I love those, too. <laughs> uh, and also, if you're a people watcher, the State Fair is a great place to go because, as you said, it attracts oh everybody, all you know, big families, and just everybody comes out there. So it's something I certainly look forward to every year. We're going to continue our discussion after this first break. We're talking today about one of the best aspects of any state fair, the food. There's so many options and one-of-a-kind items that we want to hear from you about your favorite fair food. So give us a call. The number is one mpb ring It's one 672 You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. During the break, see if you can guess which one of these is not a food that you can get at a state fair. Deep-fried scorpion, deep-fried jello, chocolate-covered bacon on a stick, or deep-fried beer. Which of those is not a fair food? We'll have the answer for you after the break, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today we're talking about all of your favorite fair foods. What do you like from the fair? What's the most adventurous food you've eaten at the fair? Join our conversation with a phone call. The number is one mpb ring So it's one 672 
888-788-7464, or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Before the break, we asked you to pick which of these foods you cannot get at various state fairs around the country. Java threw us a curveball this morning. (laughs) The actual answer, it's a trick question because all of them them you can get from state fairs. The deep-fried scorpion, if you want one of those, you'll have to go to Arizona. Uh, For the deep-fried green jello at the Utah State Fair, chocolate-covered bacon on a stick. A lot of fairs have that, and that's one I know our director, Jason Klein, would love because he is a bacon lover. And the deep-fried beer is at the Texas State Fair. Okay, Kevin. So I, I was, I was like, my brain can see all of the, for the most part, the deep-fried beer threw me for a loop, though. I, I remember uh, at the Mississippi State Fair, they had deep-fried Coke the other day, or the, a couple years ago. And I'm trying to remember how they end up doing it. I think it's basically like a a dough fried, and then they somehow have maybe infused with beer or Coke or whatever. But, yeah, that was the one that... Uh, that that I thought was a, a bit of a challenge too, but you know that's the thing about the fairs. If there's anything that you know can be fried, they will find a way to do it. Especially sure. in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in Texas. All right, looks like we've got some folks on the line that want to share their favorite fair food. Let's start in Port Gibson and say good morning to Linda. Hi. Hey, Linda. Good morning. Yes. Oh, good morning. My favorite fair food is cotton candy and candy apples. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. They are a must at every fair. Each year I go to the fair. And it's cotton candy and those red uh, candy apples. Yep. Those are uh, those are two traditional ones, Linda. That's that's a good way to start us off because uh, I think that they probably have been a staple of state fairs for oh. years and years and years. And uh, cotton candy I like, but it's... I'm, I think I've said this before. I'm real OCD about my Touching fingers things, getting yeah. so. Uh, if 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 I could find like maybe chopsticks or something, I I'll have to do that oh, to where gosh, you don't have Kevin, to touch. You are the... so posh. <laughs> <laughs> I want the ooey gooey stuff all over my face and fingers. I mean, that's the whole point of being at the fair is to be a kid again, and nobody nobody is checking out your etiquette at that point. <laughs> Let it happen. <laughs> but uh, to me, you know, cotton candy is so it's so light that when you you know you put it in your mouth and it just kind of melts uh, away, that's really. I'm good. so tempted not to sing this song. You know that, right, Java? <laughs> cotton candy, good as gold. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. <laughs> okay, so uh, Linda, so uh, yes. of the two, which is your favorite? Do you think of the cotton candy and the candied apple? It's hard to choose. <laughs> That's right. Cotton candy in the left hand and the (laughs) apple in the right. It just works. (laughs) Yes. But, uh, hello? Yeah, go ahead. But my favorite, uh, well, I tried it once, was the funnel cake. Yep. It's it's interesting. What are elephant ears? An elephant ear is like a funnel cake it's mm-hmm. it's so it's a doughy you know a batter thing that they deep fry but it's a little bit um f- not as doughy so it's it, to me it's a little bit lighter it's a little bit crispier yeah and it's bigger yeah and so, so <laughs> it's a big a big round kind of uh fried doughy thing that again uh you can get like the powdered sugar but as java mm. mentioned at the top of the show when you want to put like the fruit and that sort of thing on top of it i think the elephant ear is a little bit better than the funnel cake because funnel cakes are great but they are kind of heavy right and so when you yeah, add all that yeah, that other are. stuff uh 
the elephant ear, I think, is a bit lighter, so it, it holds those uh, those toppings a bit better. So, Linda, if you make it out to the, the fair this year, maybe you could add elephant ear to your list of things to, to have, have tried. Oh, you got to try it, Linda. Yes, it is I absolutely. Would try it, elephant ears. All right. <laughs> Thank, okay, thank you. Right. Thank you. Always good to hear from you. Thanks, Linda, for calling in. Uh, let's move on next. Our friend Kathleen from Osaka on the line. Good morning, Kathleen. Hey, Kathleen. Well, good morning, guys. I want to give Linda two kudos because I was calling and I, as much as I cook and eat out, I didn't know what an elephant ear was. <laughs> we might have another name for it in New Orleans, you know? We yeah. always say quasi-D, which means what it is. <laughs> what it is, so, what it quasi-D is. quasi-D for elephant ears. I didn't know. But uh, I was going to laugh and say, I don't try a lot of food at the fair because I get nervous. I try the ones I see him cook right in front of me. Not that I'm OCD, but I'm just kind of weird about fairs. But I like the funnel cakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make them different flavors, cinnamon and, you know, all like that. But I do enjoy the funnel cakes. And um, mainly the thing is just getting out and walking around, see how many people drop the on their bib all the way to their tummy down. <laughs> it's, I can't walk and eat at the same time is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, and I well, will say too, Kathleen, that I think that they've done a better job in recent years of having places to sit because I'm the same way. I don't like to try to eat, especially if you have a drink and a plate or something. There's just no way to do that. So the, I think they've done a better job of putting out some tables and things so you can sit down uh, and enjoy your, your fair food. Maybe they need one of those self-driving plates, like the self-driving car that you have to watch. (laughs) If they have a beer or two, automatically just put all their food on that kind of plate. (laughs) Well, y'all enjoy yourselves, and we'll all enjoy the fairs out here this fall. Thank you so much, Kathleen. And uh, let's get one more call in uh, for this first batch of callers. It's PJ from Silver Creek. Hey, PJ. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I would say the Polish hot dog. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. 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 The- Polish hot dog and one of those nice um, beers on the fan. Those go together like peanut butter and jelly, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you you talked about those. Thank All right. You. Thanks, PJ. Immediately, Kevin, I just thought about I like piling mine up with, um, you know, relish and, and onions. And it's just I want piles and piles of that stuff on my Polish sausage the nice warm bun mm-hmm. and i've probably got two kevin one in each hand it's just i mean it's a fair it's all about having fun and just enjoying yourself um another one that i like is the pronto pup you know the foot long uh, yes. corn dog although again this could be something we could throw out there i put just mustard on there i mean but i've Boo. heard that pe- people <laughs> people put mustard and ketchup but for a corn dog, I kind of just like the mustard. So, yeah. Um, so if you're listening this morning and, and you're a corn dog fan, a pronto pup fan, uh, what do you slather yours with? Um, you well, know, get fancy and do some horseradish. I mean, seriously, it's 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 a great bite together. You got the crispiness of the you know the corn dog, and then you've got that just that tangy bite in the back. Since you're trying to be all fancy at the fair, no one's just gotten candy. <laughs> <clears throat> Some other uh, outrageous fair foods that our producer Java found: deep fried taco cheesecake. Oh wait! Before it hits the deep fryer, or t- t- our tortilla shell is stuffed with cream cheese. After coming out of the fryer, it's topped with cinnamon sugar and whipped cream, and drizzled with chocolate, strawberry, or caramel sauce. That's at the Iowa State Fair. Yeah, Kevin, I got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> and the giant deep fried gummy bear. Uh, yeah, I'm not a 
gummy bear fan, so. This five-inch tall cherry gummy bear is deep-fried in vanilla or chocolate batter before being stuck on a stick. This is from the Ohio State Fair. I, I Now, gummy bears, because when we lived in Germany, my family lived in Germany, obviously, you know, gummy bears is a German thing, and so they were very plentiful. But I like the little small ones because the bigger you get, it gets to be really tacky, gummy. And yeah. so the little ones, I think, are, are the ones I like. But uh, And also at uh, a store here in the Jackson area, I saw, I think it was called a gummy bear lollipop or something. It was like this, again, oh, it was wow. like a five-inch tall, just giant gummy bear. And I'm like... Uh, that's just a little bit t- too much to yeah, me. Yeah, so those kind of treats are definitely appealing to the again the kid in you. It's you know that there's a there's going to be some five year old driving his mom crazy about buying <laughs> one of those. You know, um, <clears throat> another one I like is um, I thought I had something in oh, um, oh actually something I have not tried yet again because I don't like getting my hands messy. But people <laughs> tell me I need to, and that is the um, the corn on the cob, the grilled corn on the cob. Oh, Kevin. Yeah. What's not to love about that? So I might actually have to, um, I, I, I guess maybe I should do that on the way out so that way my hands aren't too messy and, you know. Although that's another thing I've noticed at the State Fair that they've had in the last couple of years is the little station with the with the stuff so you can clean off your fingers. So, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, when they pull that off the, the, the grill there and just slather that with uh, some butter – uh, that's certainly, I think, one because uh, you know, you know, you can tell how popular things are based on how long the lines exactly, are. And exactly, and I know that uh, at the corn, there's always a long line for that. So. so, Kevin, when you eat your coin, do you go left to right, or do you go round and round? I think I go, I go across and then around. <laughs> <clears throat> but you always want to make sure you get all of the kernels. You know, that's you want to make sure that's completely clean. Com- cl- cl- clean your plate. So that's uh, Java. What about you? What uh, you have a comment on the corn? Well, no, I was just going to say how you are trying to keep everything clean. Yeah. Um, most of your best favorite fair foods, uh, most popular, they, well, they are messy, but they come on a stick. That's right. So, you know, they, they, they try to help you out a little bit. <laughs> You're right. Keep <laughs> your hands clean. Chicken on a stick, yeah. you know, um, fish on a stick, bacon on a stick, you know, <laughs> deep fried Snickers on a stick. Yep. yep. Or it's walking in the fair Java and getting that big fluffy biscuit with butter splattered all over it. Now, that's one of my favorite things to do. Yep, that's uh, that's certainly a tradition for, for sure. Got some more calls to get to before our next break. We start again uh, with Sue in Beaumont. Well, happy belated birthday, Kevin. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and also, you, it, while I was holding on, you mentioned my favorite was this roasted ears of corn dipped in butter with put your and then you put your favorite condiments on. I didn't know State Fair still had that. Oh, I, I yes. think so, yeah. That's, uh, <clears throat> that's a staple here. I, oh, that's my favorite. <clears throat> Love that. Yeah, that's uh, that's certainly a good one, and because uh, the, the you say as you say when you slather it with that butter and then add on your favorite topping, that's certainly a, a, a good treat. And then it's a vegetable, so you're you know you're doing yourself pretty good there, I think. Getting your fiber in. We've got uh, Jesse from Mobile up next. Good morning, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Hey, how's it going? Good. Yeah, you mentioned the corn. The shucks have been pulled back, so that's your handle. So they're already clean. There's nothing to get your hands dirty. It's just how much mouth you're putting on the ear of corn <laughs> as you're biting. You put long corn dogs or necks, because typically the batter's a little more sweeter mm-hmm. than if you just bought one in the store. Right. And then there are the uh, gyros, which are typically overstuffed, so that you're making a, definitely making a mess with those at the fair. Yes, indeed. 
and the giant drumsticks from Turkey. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. The Fred Flintstone <laughs> You're right. Yeah, Jesse, thanks for the call. And, you know, <clears throat> the... The, what I like about the turkey leg too is you look very intimidating walking down the midway with this big hunk of yes, turkey leg. Yes, you look in your like hand. a Neanderthal, <laughs> and it's delicious, Kevin. I, I that's you, you know I just got excited. My mouth started watering. <laughs> Jesse mentioned the turkey legs because they are so yummy. Hey, we're off to a great start. We're getting some of our favorite fair foods mentioned today. We're going to take another quick break, but we're still looking for your input. What is your favorite thing to eat at a state fair? Give us a call. It's one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. During the break, try to answer this bit of state fair food trivia. The donut hamburger can be found at many state fairs, but has disputed origins. Many feel it was invented or at least a favorite of what famous R and B singer. We'll have that answer for you after the break, so stay tuned. Your old car is kind of like that hairstyle you had in high school. Really cool back in the day. But that old car is still cool when you donate it to MPB Think Radio. Go to mpbonline.org for details. Then sit back and enjoy the ride. Now that's cool. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. If you missed any of our show today, you can always subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcast app on your smartphone or if you prefer, download the MPB Public Media app so that you can listen to MPB Think Radio on your schedule. And if you want today uh, to join our discussion about fair food today, give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can also email the show food at mpbonline.org. So before the break, we asked if you could guess what singer some people cre- uh, credit with creating the donut burger. The answer is Luther Vandross. Oh, Kevin, and, you got to say, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so some places even serve it as the Luther Burger. <clears throat> so we're looking for your favorite fair foods this morning. In just a few minutes, I think we'll give you some ingredients or some, <clears throat> excuse me, recipes so you can make some of these fair food favorites uh, at home. But first, let's go to Richard, who's called in from Jackson. Hey, Good morning, Richard. Richard. <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, talking about your. I heard you talking about the Fronto pups, and and I agree with you. Mustard is the thing to put on them, but I like to get the really exotic mustards, like the Dusseldorf or the, or some real truly German mustards, mm-hmm. if I can find them. Yeah, they're a little bit hardier than the, I think the, just the plain mm-hmm. uh, yellow mustard. Exactly. Yeah, uh, spicy browns are, are are good, but. But I really, I really like the smoother texture of the of the the German mustards. But they're still nice and hot, like the spicy brown mustard is. All right, uh, Richard. Any other fa- uh, fu- uh, fu- uh, fair food favorites? <laughs> Say that three uh, times fast. <laughs> well, I was born and raised in the Midwest, so funnel cakes were the big thing for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow! So covered, uh, covered with as much powdered sugar as you could possibly pile on. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this, Richard. Is kind of being, um, you know, from the origins of, of the funnel cake, is it is it wrong to put more than just, you know, because you can go from the simple powdered sugar, which I think is sort of the traditional way, but if you go to the fair, a lot of people are glopping apple and cherry, and so do you like them with just the powdered sugar, or do you think the uh, with the, the toppings added? 
Well, most of most of the places when when I was I'm in, I'm in my sixties now. Most of the places when I was a kid in in uh, the Midwest and northern in southern Illinois and and uh, southeast Missouri, they were uh, they were mainly your choices were cinnamon sugar mm-hmm. or That's caramel right. syrup or the powdered sugar. All right, three very good choices for sure. Absolutely. But, uh, but I can I can see a funnel cake with apple and wrapping it up like a burrito or a taco is seems perfectly fine with to me (laughs) okay hey richard uh, thanks for calling in this morning great uh, phone call there so man like i said we really rocking and rolling here getting a lot of interesting uh, takes on favorite food fair so we got some open phone lines give us a call with your favorite at 1-877-MPB-RING it's 1-877- Six seven two seven four six four. So you guys were talking about mustard, Kevin, and I just had a healthy food moment. But mustard has so many terrific health benefits; it would just behoove everybody to just Google it and then take a teaspoon or tablespoon. I'm sorry, a teaspoon. Let's just take a teaspoon <laughs> every morning because it's good for you know uh, people with diabetes and high blood pressure. It, you know, if you get cramps. You know, it'll help to ease the cramps. I mean, just so many wonderful. So have a, have a dog and then some um, some wonderful mustard. That is the healthiest of condiments. We will we will <laughs> mustard the healthiest of condiments. Absolutely. <clears throat> so in just a few minutes, we're going to give you a recipe for something that you might uh, fix at home. But also, Java found these the Big Tex Awards. Uh, the uh, the Texas State Fair is often a proving ground uh, for some things. So uh, let's go through some recent things. A winner of the best taste savory was Fernie's Hoppin' John Cake with Jackpot Sauce. Uh, creamy black-eyed peas, fluffy white rice, smoky, so- uh, spicy smoked sausage, green onions, and a secret blend of spices are combined with bread crumbs and egg beaters to form a generous Texas-sized cake. The savory cake is breaded, deep-fried, and topped with a zingy black-eyed pea relish garnished with pickled okra and served with a side of jackpot sauce. Now, what I, what I love about this recipe is, you know, and, and most of the recipes we'll find at the fair uh, is how people can take traditional recipes because this is, of course, Hoppin' John's, mm-hmm. and it's something that we all have usually at the for New Year's coming into the, you know, and it's a traditional um, a dish, and he's taken it and he's deconstructed it, and he's made it a yummy fair food, so... Uh, the winner of the best taste sweet is uh, sweet crispy rice. That's a cinnamon spiced rice ball is formed, battered, and coated in crispy puffed rice cereal. The ball is then deep fried to golden perfection. Each rice ball is sprinkled with powdered vanilla and complemented with a Texas-sized scoop of vanilla ice cream. To serve, a drizzle of caramel sauce and powdered cinnamon crowns each tasty treat. That now, one. what I love about this treat, Kevin, is he, he's taken uh, basically a southern rice pudding and an Asian dish, and you fuse them together, and you created this amazing, amazing uh, treat. I, I would love to have this. It sounds really yummy. And then finally, the most creative is a cotton candy taco. A graham cracker waffle cone is freshly <laughs> pressed into a crunchy taco shell shape and coated with a marshmallow glaze, then stuffed with chocolate, toasted marshmallow, and organic cane sugar cotton candy. It's then topped off with chocolate cookie crumbs and two chocolate cream-covered biscuit sticks with marshmallows. <laughs> There's a lot going on on that Kevin, one. Kevin, when I tell you I got tired just listening to it, <laughs> this, this is a whole lot. But I, love, I actually love the name Cotton Candy Taco. I love the name, but there is a whole bunch of stuff going on there. So as, uh, as we mentioned, those start out in Texas, and that makes sense. You know, everything's bigger in Texas, so that's a proving ground for a lot of these. So you might want to keep your eye open uh, at the State Fair for some of those in the, in the – 
in the coming years. Texas makes it big and Mississippi makes it good. There we go. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, Deborah, why don't you go through? We've got a recipe here for deep fried cookie dough. Oh, wow, Kevin. Are you serious? This is so fantastic. So what you want to do is you want to make one inch a ball out of your cookie dough. And the easiest way to do that is just simply go to your grocery freezer and buy those pre-made cookie doughs that are already done. You want to roll it into a one inch ball and then you want to uh, place it back in the refrigerator so that it becomes nice and firm. And then you want to separate uh, each biscuit dough into two slices. So you want to cut it in half and then you want to roll it out and flatten the pieces slightly with a rolling pin. Then you want to heat your oil. Once your oil gets to, and it's usually, I'm thinking that oil would be heated to about 120 uh, Fahrenheit degrees. You want to use your uh, candy thermometer to make sure that your oil temperature is right. Uh, then you, uh, after you flatten your dough out, you want to again, wrap it and uh, you want to make sure that it's chilled. And then you want to, once you once it's chilled, you want to just simply drop that into your um, in your oil, Kevin, for about a few minutes, probably about three minutes completely, maybe a minute and a half on each side, and then turning that dough until it's nice and golden brown. And then, there you have it. And then you can drizzle it in chocolate once you take it out. So I think if you're doing that at home, I do think it is important to refrigerate <clears throat> the cookie dough because I think, you know, that's what prevents it really from kind of maybe – not working out is that is that so that you're just really frying the dough around it exactly and, and not the cookie dough and that and by keeping it in the refrigerator nice and cold before you cook it i think that is well uh, it's the same thing that they do at their fair that <laughs> they use they pulling it out of the refrigerator before they drop it in and that dough is really you know firm and soft because if you drop just warm temperature dough it's going to turn into a fried greasy mess absolutely uh one of the other things i think i ate one year and as much as i love potatoes this was too much but it's they they take the potato and they um spiral it so that it's the the little chips and they give you just this big pile of homemade uh potato chips and again i love those but man one potato can generate a lot of chips and you get like i said this giant (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of cool because they usually use a drill and so they put the potato on the drill bit and like i say make it those uh those those chips and it's all stringed together there and they usually put some sort of Maybe like a, 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 a seasoned salt or something on there. Those are very, very tasty. I have had those potatoes, Kevin, and I've also had them piled high with uh, chili, which Ooh. was really, really yummy. And it, and it's like you said, it's a lot of food, and it's usually enough to share with two or three friends. You can you know kind of divide and share. And you know, of course, the little kids don't care because they're running around having a good time. They'll eat the whole <laughs> deal. But as we get older, you know, you might want to just find somebody that you want to share with. All right. Uh, you can also make spicy corn on the cob at home. Uh, you can cook the corn on the grill, turning occasionally until cooked, uh, about 20 to 30 minutes. Meanwhile, in a small bowl, stir together mayonnaise and the juice of half of a lime. Remove the corn from the grill and spread it with a thin layer of the mayonnaise mixture. Then sprinkle each cob with a pinch of chipotle and an eighth cup of mangango cheese. I'm, I'm not sure what kind of cheese that is. looks like a, some sort of Mexican cheese, maybe a little spicy. You could pick whatever cheese flavor you want. Uh, serve immediately with the lime wedges, but that sounds really good. Well, this is really a Mexican dish, Kevin, and you can find these a lot of times at food trucks or even some restaurants, and it's absolutely a wonderful bite. The first time I had, I was thinking mayonnaise on corn, but it really gives it such a fantastic taste bite. All right, before our next break, let's talk to Tim in Biloxi. Good morning, Tim. Hey, Tim. Good morning. Good morning. So I heard you guys talking about carnival or, or fair foods. Uh, I used to live up just 
just south of Cincinnati, Ohio, and, and a lot of fairs and the grocery stores and things, they have something called Geta, which is a sausage. I believe it was made by German immigrants to the area, but uh, you'll see it at a lot of fairs up there. You, you can't get it. It's down here, but uh, it's pretty delicious. If you're ever up in that area, you should uh, try to go out of your way and try to get some. All right. Can you explain the taste and texture to us as best you can? <clears throat> yes, it's it's kind of it's made with pork, a little bit of pork, but it's made with a lot of rolled oats. Mm. Uh, I think they used a lot of these oats to supplement the meat. I guess because it was, I think it was originally made like during the depression. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when you cook it up, you cook it like a normal sausage, but as it as it starts to uh, actually cook up, you start to kind of flatten it out, and it makes it crispy. So it's like a a crispy, you know, kind of sausage. It's very thin, and it's just got a lot of flavor in it. And plus, it doesn't really sit too heavy on your stomach, so you can just sit down and just eat a ton of it. And <laughs> <laughs> That sounds good, Tim. Uh, it's uh, the, kind of a different take on, on what you might normally think of a sausage or a verst. And so it sounds like, uh, a, a, as you say, a little bit lighter, so you can, that's always good because then you can eat more, as you said. So, oh, so yes. when they and serve it to you. They have a lot of the. I'm sorry, what? When they serve it, Tim, what is it served with? Like, is it on a biscuit? Is it on toast? Is it on. What is it? Typically, you just eat it in the patties by themselves, just like you would a sausage patty. It's not something you would want to put on a biscuit or anything like that. So okay. it's just kind of a. A little side item, and then of course they have a little variations up there. Um, they have uh, getta and 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 the omelets and things like that. So they actually have a big uh, festival up there every year called Getta Fest. It's pretty much just just all about getta. Different local people making getta, and everybody getting together and eating it at a, a big festival up there. So it's uh, it's quite a thing up there. All right. Hey, Tim, thanks for calling in there. That uh, sounds like a road trip in our near future to go <laughs> go get us some of uh, that sausage. <laughs> I was waiting for you to do that. Let's go get us some, Kevin. <laughs> All right, so uh, we need to take one more break uh, this hour. If you want to join in our fair food conversation, you can give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. Some more state fair trivia. If you've ever been to the Mississippi State Fair or at least drove past the fairgrounds, you notice that big yellow slide that stays up even when the fair is gone. How long has it been standing? We'll have that answer after the break. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. If you missed any of today's show, you can always subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcast app or download the MPB Public Media app and listen to MPB Think Radio programs on your schedule. We still have time for you to join in our fair food conversation. What's your favorite thing to get at the State Fair? Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 you know, Deborah, we have not mentioned one of my favorite things, and that is deep-fried Oreos. Oh, wow, Kevin. They're, to me, the they fry them in the, you know, the cookie, the Oreo cookie gets to be just a little bit um, soft, but then it heats up the cream just enough, too, to Make where it's nice very tasty. Make it nice and gooey, yeah. I will say two of the things that I thought I would like that I ended up not having, well, one of them was the deep-fried Twinkie, but when you bite into that and that hot... <laughs> 
thing squirts out of there. I I, I nearly burned my mouth with, yeah, with that. That's kind of dangerous, <laughs> Kevin. You need if you get the if you're going to get fried candies, you definitely need to let them cool down a few minutes before you just reach in and bite because you will burn your tongue, your top of your mouth, and that can get really serious, especially for your your babies. Mm-hmm. So be really careful with that. And then the other one, I love a Snickers bar, <clears throat> but when it was deep fried. To me, the nougat, all that yummy, you know, stuff in the middle got to be too hard. And so when I bit into it, it pulled off all of the batter and the chocolate kind of came off. And then I was left with this chewy, overly chewy middle of the of the Snickers bar. So then I I think it was the the year after that I first noticed the the deep fried Oreos. And so I've I've switched that. And that's one of my go to. I always go. I get that. I usually get uh, a Pronto Pup. Um, chicken on a stick. We've not mentioned that, but that's another <laughs> favorite. I mean, the lines are really long. Um, and then um, Bops is an ice cream place. Yeah. I think pretty much here in Central Mississippi. But they make a, um, I think they call it the, the the turtle thing. So it's you know the soft serve. It's custard with the uh, chocolate and the peanuts and everything. So I, I usually try to get some of those as well. But again, as warm as it can be in the state fair, if you get something ice cream, you better be eating it quick or else. Yeah, because it's going to go ahead and melt on you, Kevin. And again, you know, I, I'm not a foodie when I'm at the fair. I'm I'm trying to ride something ridiculous. So a lot of these foods, I see them, and you know, I may taste a little bit, and then I'm just kind of passing by because for me, it's that whole idea of still being able to be adventurous and we should go ride something crazy together <laughs> i'm not real big on uh on when you're at like uh six flags or disney world i'm not, I'm not a big um roller coaster person and then at the state fair i'm kind of like that thing looks a little bit uh you know yeah yeah i mean you know it, i think that's kind of the the thrill of the possibilities that you're <laughs> you teetering. might go flying yeah. off <laughs> down high street <laughs> Teetering on danger a little bit, and for me, um, and uh, we don't really have a lot of wooden uh, roller coasters left anymore. But it used to go to uh, Punja Train Beach, and the roller coaster for every click you heard it, and it was (laughs) your heart is racing, and it was just amazing. And I think I might have mentioned this the other day, but one of my other favorite things to do at the State Fair is the egg board has the egg chair, and they will take your picture for it. And I counted up; I think I've got, I want to say eight. Uh, egg chair pictures. So I've gone to the state fair at least eight years in a row. Because like I say, that's uh, definitely have to do that. And then I love the the car show every year. I mean, I think a lot of them are repeats, but I just love looking at uh, old cars and the way those people have preserved them so well. It's just always fun to go back and see how the styles of cars have changed. You know, in the in the fifties, you had those giant steering wheels and everything. So that's a lot of fun. And again, too, that's in the trademark building, which means you're then out of the heat and it into the air conditioning air. for a little while. And so, not only do you have the cars there, Kevin, but there are cattle shows and horse shows that are going on. People are actually trading and buying and showing off. And then you've got the scary rides through the haunted houses and those, um, you know, believe it or not, kind of deals where, you know, you see all of these oddities <laughs> from all over the world. I love everything about the fair, Kevin. It's and just they always amazing. do have some great headline uh, concerts as well for the evening. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like I say, I go every year, like usually a group of us here uh, go to lunch at least once or twice. So it's a lot of fun and it's certainly uh, something to look forward to. Uh, we've been talking about a lot of fair food, and by the way, still got some time for you to work in your favorite food if you'd like to at one eight seven seven MPB ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. A lot of the stuff that we've been talking about is fried. Uh, oh, thank you. Java reminds me that we did not answer the trivia question, and that is the uh, slide at the state fair. It has been up 
for 32 years. It's never taken down and only has been remodeled once after Hurricane Katrina in 2005. And I think we can understand that. So, wow. uh, but uh, that's, I don't know why I thought it had been up there longer than that, Kevin. I mean, you know, it's well. Well, 32 years is, you know, I don't want to tell my age, <laughs> but it, I just, I don't know. I don't, I thought it was there when I was a tiny little girl. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then it's, I think it's only a dollar. Um, and it's fun. The one I went several years ago and at first, you know, sometimes when you're an adult and you do things that supposedly for kids, you kind of feel, but then you just have to say, what the heck, I'm going to have fun. Exactly. And to me, that, that slide is really like a, a lot of fun. I will mention that your your butt <clears throat> gets a little warm, <laughs> uh, even with the burlap sack on there, and especially if you go during the day where the slide is already hot. But that's a lot of fun, and, and I said that's uh, certainly something because, as we mentioned, it stays up there. So if you're ever uh, in the Jackson area and you drive by the fairgrounds, even not during fair season, you're going to see that slide up there. And it is a great ride, Kevin, and it's that moment that you're at the top. And you're about to teeter down and you just feel like you're going to fly right off the slide. You know, <laughs> it's just really crazy. All right. So over the last few minutes of the show, uh, as I mentioned, a lot of fried things there. So maybe some uh, healthy and safe uh, frying tips. Uh, and Deborah, the first one, uh, you want to keep your oil clean. Oh, absolutely, Kevin, because what happens if you especially if you're frying, let's say, um, elephant ears or uh, any doughy thing, if you get uh, any debris into that oil, it's going to disappear really quickly, but unfortunately, it's going to change the color of your oil, and it may adhere to whatever you're cooking. So you want to make sure that you're keeping your oil clean. And a lot of times, uh, too, when you're at a place and uh, if you using the oil over and over again and not changing it out and not keeping it clean, the food taste itself is not as wonderful. So you don't want to serve people anything that's going to have a bad taste. So keep the oil clean. And also I think <clears throat> the older oil, the 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 color of the frying to me gets to be kind of not as nice and uh, and when you keep that oil clean. And it, it would be easy to do maybe just a, a slotted spoon or if you have some sort of strainer, just every couple of times that you cook something, uh, make sure that you're getting all that uh, fried bits uh, out of the out of the way. Well, after a period of time, the oil needs to just simply be disregarded to mm-hmm. uh, Kevin because the you can't go back to that beautiful, clear, clean color unless you re- have some kind of recycling you know system to do that. So just go ahead and get rid of the old oil. And, and Although the it. interesting thing is that the fast food fish places, uh, 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 Captain D's and um, Long John Silver's, they actually do that, and they sell you know either crunchies or crumblies or whatever they're called. So just those little fr- fried bits of dough. Um, <clears throat> they're very tasty, but again, that's, I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what about uh, your batter? What are some tips on uh, your batter or your breading? Well, you got to remember that all uh, purpose flour, uh, Kevin, it's, uh, it'll heat to whatever you're cooking a little bit better. But you got to remember also that the more flour you use, the more oil that that flour is going to absorb. So you got to, you know, make sure that you kind of uh, lightly dusting whatever it is that you're about to deep fry. And it also suggests maybe using cornmeal or rice flour, and you won't get as much uh, oil absorbed into the food. Absolutely. And you got to remember that these may cost you a little bit more, but at the end, uh, the results are a lot better. And with a little bit of uh, health in mind as we end up our show, uh, you can pair your fried entrees with a healthy side or a salad, maybe some fresh fruit. And then also try to choose a heart-healthy oil, canola oil, corn oil, olive oil, peanut oil, safflower oil, Sun soybean oil, wow, or sunflower oil. <laughs> so uh, look for those, uh, and and uh, that'll help. That's a nice light oil, and I think that'll help uh, both with uh, with a little bit healthier, but also uh, with the texture and the taste as well. 
That's going to wrap us up for today. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Thanks to everybody who called in today. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. And so for Deborah Hunter, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey, and that's followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining, heard only on MPB Think Radio.